hello everyone welcome to the map show yeah it's been amazing and we are on to season four i'm your very host mutiat map and you're all welcome once again so for this episode we decided to dwell on a specific derima which is the women pineal and the mental health capability or capacity so we decided to focus on nigeria particularly but we said if we should focus on just nigerians what about the women in africa so our previous article was just to examine the women entrepreneurship management in regards to mental health capability and policy in nigeria because we know when we talk about women especially women in business we have a feminist denima pertaining to this so we build on a research on women entrepreneurs in nigeria and how they cope with their mental health or the mental health policy aligned in nigeria so hopefully our future episode we are going to have some pre-recorded voices from different women peers from nigeria from uk from anywhere in the world because we just don't want to target nigerian women but african women because we are one africa right <laughs> so you're all welcome once again so what i'm going to do now is since i have a planned article for women pina in nigeria so i'm going to draw in both ways it's going to be nigeria as my case study and generally african women as my audiences okay so let's start because what i want to do is just to explain my previous um article on this aspect uh to get more opinion and to see what we can do towards this mental state so we are going to move on to our research we said we want to describe the network and challenges faced by women in this society in this recent generation in relation to mental capabilities and building competitive advantages that influence the business mindset in Nigeria. But when we talk about these mental capabilities, and building a competitive advantages. We are not talking about competition in terms of equality, but competition in terms of equity. Women, as we know, we are self-empowered as the primary caretaker of our home as the primary caretaker of the family. Now we are not talking about the financial aspect, but we are talking about care, love. Okay? 
So our aim is to like, we want to investigate how women, how women cope or how they are coping with business alongside their family, alongside studies or any form of psychological state they have. So we are going to base our studies for women in Nigeria as our case study. Okay, because we have a case study. I want to flow along with these articles. Then upcoming episode, we are going to talk about women in general, African women in general. So as we said, we talk about the women entrepreneurship in Nigeria. And when we talk about entrepreneurship, it's like you establishing an innovative business. It's either online, it's either offline. But when we talk about the positive aspect of these entrepreneurs, of the women entrepreneurs, when we talk about the challenges they face, the skills needed, the capital, the cultural background, the family-related issues, then we know that women are going through a lot. So, some of the questions we are going to ask for our upcoming episode will be, are women opinions leading to feminist? Because as according to what I'm aware of, when a woman just wants to start a business, or like, oh, now you're going out there, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. The number two question is, what are the main goals women need to set before embarking on a business? So when we talk about the main aspect of this episode, which is the mental action policy. The mental capacity of women with regards to societal influence or value proposition are focused on some certain skills and businesses. And we know that. And this recent generation, we are glad to see women in STEM, women in tech. Because primarily, when we want to talk about the skills the women have, we talk about the kitchen skills, we talk about the culinary skills. But we have more mental reasoning to acquire more skills, to be a te- uh, digital tech savvy, not just the culinary aspect compared to men. So as I said now, it's not going to be a form of equality to men, but we talk about the equity aspect of what women need to accelerate, to leverage their skills in this recent world. Not to make them to be totally independent, but at least to have a certain goals in place. So when we talk about societal aspect, and mental 
policy for women. It's like it's a taboo when we want to talk about mental state of women in Nigeria. Because apart from the normal violence, normal domestic violence, we don't really talk about the mental state of women, what they are going through. When we talk about the poverty aspect of women, compared to men, it's higher. So what we are saying now is, in this recent world, we need economic development with regard to women. The same Nigerian women are naturally and mentally empowered with great management skills. You can see some complaint. You see women are in the management aspect because we have that basic skills to care, to monitor, to manage. But when we now talk about the mental state of a woman, of a woman or mental state of women, we don't really have that place. We don't really have that guide. We don't even really have that organization in place. I know we see a lot of people, a lot of organization fighting for women, but most needs of those women are not fulfilled. Those organizations need to study the equity the goals needed to elevate such women in the first place. So when we talk about the entrepreneurial activities tailored for women compared to men, it's still kind of low because the access given to men compared to women is still low. When we talk about the educational aspect, when we talk about the emotional aspect, when we talk about the behavioral aspect, the cultural factors affecting women, the ability for them to explore, the ability for them to move on with their career or go for business opportunities are mostly criticized. And these are due to biases laid down for women in Nigeria specifically. So we have some of the solutions here to solve this problem. It's for these foundations focused on women to put this mental state, not just that training. You can't just train someone and still leave them to go home with their lives. You have to, first of all, think about the mental state of such women. It's just like someone that is not a business um, savvy 
or does not have that mental capability to run in business. And you give such women rat, it's going to be misused because the mental capability or the mental capacity for her to even set up a business is not there in the first place. So that's why we really, really want to focus on the mental state and the mental capability, the emotional reasoning in the interpersonal skills for such women. We can see some, um, when we talk about some of these uh, organizations, some are now going for personal development, uh, self-development, creative um, approach, critical thinking for women before grants. Yeah, I think that's much better. You train them before giving such grants. But still, we want this mental um, state, mental orientation to be included in this training. Not just these skills, not just that. Let them learn, let them build that personal or self-confidence, that self-esteem in the first place before moving on to any skill. So to me, I prefer to even deal with personal development before I, I um, take entrepreneurship studies. Because to me, I think I want to know, I want you to rate yourself. I want you to discover yourself. It's like like, like one of my um, mentor or one of my colleagues said, she said, self-actualization Self-discovery is the beginning of wisdom. We shall have a pre-recorded episode on, the, on that aspect. Because you need to discover who you are before you even set up a goals. Before you set up your goals, you need to discover who you are before you purpose a model. Like you want to start a business, you need to know what this business is about. You need to know have the plan. You need to know that business, the model of this business. You need to know how your end users will react to your business, to your product, to your service before you embark on this journey. So I hope and I wish, I don't want to take a light um, episode because I want different opinions in this episode. So this one, this episode is just like an introduction, an introduction to these sessions, to our upcoming sessions as well. So some of the things women face are the marital to family aspects the cultural biases, the emotional biases, the mental state. You know, sometimes when you see a woman come out from a closed door to an open medium, you'll be like, where were you? Because that mental state she was in, she wasn't that ready. She wasn't ready. She wasn't in a state to explore. She wasn't in a state to improve but once she discover who she is once she's once she discover herself you see women like all over the place because when we see recent generation men are like oh the main the house is now this the house is not that a lot of divorce all over the world because 
were like women and now exploring their inner self they want to know who they are they want to know their mental state they want to know the capacity of what they can they can do so some of the supports we are going to do is to like introduce different solutions different aspects of readings different supports on mental health so when we are going to talk about the number one supports we are going to talk about the marital to family supports because I'm not just going to base it on sub, uh, marital because we have some students, we have some single uh, women that are entrepreneurs a lot. We have many. So we are just going to base it on marital and family support. That's number one. And with the research, it proves the limitation of marital support for women entrepreneurship and self-development. Because the opportunities for growth mindset show that family's orientation and spouse, when we talk about the husband, support had a negative impact on women entrepreneurship in Nigeria. Because we have some husbands, we will say generally, I just said husband in that article, but just to like a case study, husband as a now. Okay? prefers their wives to be a full housewife or homemaker but i think even if they want their wife to be a full housewife we have a lot a lot we have many sites many freelance sites we have a lot of um businesses she can run from home from freelancing from drop shipping from uh, marketing without even going out as long as the um, internet is available even if it's just going to be a craft it's something she can always serve from home and when we talk about the families the cultural aspect favored women compared to men and we found that an increase in depression and psychological support for self-esteem. We found women with a lot of psychological aspects. We, we see women with depression, we, we see women with anxiety. And this tends to break their homes because they have something, they have that inner ability they want to explore. So we urge families and spouse to please support their women to achieve their goals. Parents should also encourage their daughters to enhance their skills and careers. Not just after your university, the next thing is marriage. No problem, you can always get married, but set your goals ahead. If you don't know who you are, no one will find it. It's not that your spouse will find it for you. You need to first of all find yourself before your spouse, your husband can support you. So we have some suggestions in order to end this. 
some of the suggestions we have is proper orientation program and technical education for women development not just the culinary aspect and i'm glad i went to um i saw some sites such as women in africa digit girls and the likes that's a great step forward for our women women also need mentorship and assistance for women empowerment projects set such projects for women mental health projects entrepreneurship projects for women and the women enterprise into this women entrepreneurship program should also conduct research in order to ascertain the level of development of such women in the community they want to empower and part of the research we said was number one should be their personal development and their mental state and women rights we already have that women rights but most of the rights given are not just in form of diversity inclusion equity is a general thing and from this general aspect we have some biases from those establishing this training more women NGOs should be funded yes we have some NGOs but are they really working for women are they really improving the societal value of women or it's just a general project so in order to conclude this episode women entrepreneurship education should provide a comprehensive learning management for student entrepreneurs should provide a mental action plan for women not just the general mental but a plan should be implemented and also help them establish the correct value which will enhance the perceptions of their career their innovation and also shape the ability of their personal growth so we can see that women are planning to move to better position in this recent generation and we hope several steps and orientation on skill development, self-actualization, mental um, action plan should be forefront before entrepreneurship. So we have a lot of obstacles women face, such as their own self-reliance, because we are over-dependent. We know that. It's normal, primarily women are dependent, we know that. But still, you need to empower your inner self through positive mindset, to mental health equity. 
and through sustainability development goals, which will help to improve our personal growth. So this is just like an introduction. As I said, it's an article based on women entrepreneurship in Nigeria. So for our upcoming episode, we are going to talk more through different voices, different opinions, different views of what women entrepreneurship and mental capability or your mental capacity is in Africa. So if you have a suggestion for us, if you have your own opinions, we can't wait to hear from you. So see you next time. Bye-bye.